You are listening to Filmmaking Reviews Podcast, an interview with, with me, Catherine Tosco, editor of FilmmakingReview.com. Interview with Simon Closser, director of The Pirate Bay, Away From Keyboard. If you could tell us about how you got into filmmaking. Well, you know, I uh, was actually studying law at uh, university. And uh, at the same time, I uh, lived in a, uh, a form of commune with uh, a lot of musicians and like uh, a music studio. And um, studying law every day, I and and seeing these my my friends making making music every day, it just sort of got me to wanting to do something else. So I bought mm-hmm. a camera and started mm-hmm. filming them making music, and um, I've never sort of regretted regretted that. So I, I after I finished law school, I um, ended up filming instead of doing law. Um, how did you get into doing this film in particular? You met met broke up in a, a cafe, didn't you? Well, I actually met him because uh, a good friend of mine had uh, written this article about uh, the uh, FRA law, which uh, which was nicknamed a Swedish law that was uh, passed in 2008 that mm-hmm. gave the uh, authorities um, uh, some some a, a power to warrantlessly uh, surveil uh, Swedish uh, internet communication and telephone communication, which mm-hmm. meant that basically. It was like a wiretapping law. Yes. And um, since um, we, uh, you know, we kind of felt that we lived uh, a large part of our, our 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 lives online. You know, we thought that this was really scary and um, yes. and stupid, quite frankly. So, um, so my friend wrote this article and uh, and broke up, called him up and said, "Hey, hey, man, we're gonna have this uh, demonstration in Malmo where you live. Uh, do you want to come and be part of that?" And uh, so my my friend called me up and said, "Hey, man." Who are these uh, Pirate Bay guys? What, what are they? Are they crazy? Who, who are they? Tell me about them. <laughs> and I uh, didn't really know at that point, uh, but I was curious and uh, I was kind of using the Pirate Bay. So I was. So uh, my when my friend asked me to come come down and meet Brokip, I um, I came with him and uh, we had a coffee. Right. Okay. So you you were file sharing yourself at that point. You, yeah. You, totally. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think it's it's difficult. A lot of our our readers are, are based in the states, and I think that it's very different in Europe. The kind of attitude towards file sharing and yeah. uh, copyright law. Um, but in Sweden, I think it's rather unique, isn't it? It's it's more advanced. I think so. Almost. I think yeah. I it seems so. You know, I think that there are certain like. Uh, I don't know, it's like structural historic reasons for that. I think some of those reasons are that we had uh, a couple of uh, political reforms and political decisions in the early 90s that gave, one was about giving every Swede, every Swedish household a free personal computer or a very cheap personal computer. Mm-hmm. And uh, another political decision in the early 90s was to uh, um, invest in uh, major fiber, fi- broadband fibers very early on. Mm-hmm. Which uh, which meant that Sweden had a really really fast broadband and really a really sort of uh, high computer literacy. Yes. Uh, really early on, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, 
and I, th- I think that that, that was uh, one of the reasons that um, this sort of, um, this sort of uh, well, you know, communities around file sharing and communities, so-called piracy movement, um, started and took off in Sweden. So do you think that copyright is outdated now, the concept of copyright completely? No, I don't think it's completely outdated. I think that, you know, uh, I think that uh, copyright should work as an incentive to create. Copyright should should uh, have that, that type of function. But I think that today it doesn't work that way. Today copyright is mostly used for uh, large companies who sit on large uh, sort of banks of rights. And yeah. I think that uh, the current copyright is actually... Uh, is actually, uh, I, I think the copyright needs to be um, uh, changed, actually, or amended. And I think it should be suited more for the Internet age, where the, the possibility to share culture is uh, so much greater. And I think that uh, the current copyright is, uh, is uh, well, basically needs to be changed. Yes, old-fashioned. Reformed, yeah. Yes. So in, in your case, you've decided to... Uh, share your film under two Creative Commons licenses, haven't you? Um, could you tell exactly, us a little yes. about those? Because I think that's very interesting for our readers. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been very interesting for me as well, you know, Kat. You know, this is yeah. a learning process for me as well. And um, I'm, I'm not this super techie guy from the beginning. I don't <laughs> really have that. I don't really have that background, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's been really interesting for me. But, but I do have a law background, though. And um, yes. and the whole Creative Commons thing uh, is really great because uh, Creative Commons is a system that lets uh, us, the people who uh, who create culture, um, give our audience the right to do certain things uh, with our, our our artworks. And um, for me, I I believe that I'm a I'm a documentary filmmaker, and I think that if I I have a huge sort of with this project, I have a huge online. Uh, audience and uh, I think that uh, it will be good for me if I if I uh, can license the film in a way that it will spread as much as possible. My dream is that my film will be seen as much as possible and shared as much as possible. And uh, I've also, of course, I'm also selling the film. And I think that by sharing my film for free and spreading my film and showing people that if you do pay, if you choose to pay for this film. I'm totally fine if you just copy it, but if you choose to pay for it, I will get uh, the most amount of money here. It's not all these middle hands, but it's me selling the film. I'm some dude on the internet in a beard and a hat, and I'm getting the money if you choose to pay for it. Do you think it's a weird concept that people can't quite see? Oh, this guy has made a film that's free to share, so why is he selling it, especially if it's about Pirate Bay. Why is this guy selling a DVD? Do you think people have, have missed the point that you're a filmmaker and, and you still deserve to be able to sell your work? Because I've had that reaction from people when I tell them that I was interviewing you. They're like, well, why is he selling his film then? You know. Well, you know, first of all, I think that uh, a, lot of, a lot of people in the community, they mm-hmm. think it's really sarcastic and ironic and funny. <laughs> and yeah. they just pay for the hell of it, kind of, you know. Uh, that's that's one thing that I really get. You know, people yeah. are saying like, "This is the only film I'll ever pay for," and what, <laughs> yeah. you know, stuff like that, which is which is kind of cool. But uh, but from some point, I, I really think that you know, I, I want to prove that a lot of people are saying that 
you know, free cannot be a viable business model and free will never work and, and so forth. And we must have these paywalls and so forth. So I just want to prove that I believe that it can be a sustainable business model. I don't, however, think that, you know, having free films is the way to go in the future and all films must be free. I think that every film should have its own strategy. And mm -hmm. I think it would be a bad strategy for me to only sell this film. I think I would be perceived as unauthentic and not knowing my subject matter if I if I didn't give out this film for free. I think that would be a bad business strategy. Yes, so, yes. So that's why I'm giving it out for free. But uh, I just want to uh, just want to finish off on the Creative Commons license. Thing. Mm, I'm not going to yeah. talk your head off, but no, no, but, go. <laughs> um, um, I really so I wanted to give uh, my audience the right to share the film. There are a couple of different uh, things uh, that I use the Creative Commons license for. Mm -hmm. The first part is basically that I let the audience share my film, which means that my film. Uh, will be able to spread uh, as much as possible. And I can have as many people as possible to watch my film. And um, I believe that will be good for me as a filmmaker in the future. Yes. So that's number one. Number two is that I really want to give the audience a chance to remix my film. And I think that, first of all, remix is a very important part of Internet culture. Mm -hmm. Remix is basically taking different works, mixing them up in a collage and creating something new. Mm -hmm. And um, it's very complicated uh, today with the current copyright laws to remix stuff if you have to ask permission and stuff. Um, so for me, the reason I, wanna, I want people to remix my film is that I believe that by mixing my, my scenes or my film up with other stuff will, um, will, uh, will make my film being seen by new audiences. It will spread to new people and uh, it will also take new forms that I'm not in control of. And I think that's so cool. You know, it, it will end up in like serendipitous ways yeah. and uh, it can evolve like a dynamic organism. And I, I find that really interesting. So mm -hmm. I really want to encourage that. But um, since I had bought around four minutes of archive material from the Swedish national broadcaster, mm -hmm. SVT or SVT, mm -hmm. they would not allow me to license the film under a Creative Commons license that gave my audience the right to remix their archive material. Mm -hmm. Since their archive material was like news presenters, you know, it was like news shows and stuff. They didn't want um, me to remix their news anchors and their, you know, people they had filmed not mm -hmm. knowing about this, uh, this Creative Commons license years before. So that meant that I had to um, license the actual film under a license that lets people share the film, but not remix it. And then, since I think it's so important with remix, I'm going to do a second version of the film where I simply cut away these four minutes of archive material and release a film that's four minutes shorter, that is 81 minutes instead of 85 minutes, mm -hmm. under a license that lets people um, um, share the film and remix the film. Right, okay. It's brilliant, brilliant concept. <laughs> well, that's the idea. Yeah. I mean, it's not not everybody wants to go and remix the film. You know, I think yeah. the sharing part is much more, much more, uh, you know, uh, important. Yeah. But uh, but I know there's like a, a bunch of people who wanna who wanna remix the film, and I, I really think that's gonna be good for my film and good for me as a filmmaker. Yes. And um, it's it's also really exciting. You know, I've, I've actually taken the film, I've stripped off the music, so they don't, and I've give, I've given them. I give them the film in high resolution and mm -hmm. I, then I give them the music on a separate track in high resolution. Yeah. 
and then I give them a font. We have actually a customized font, a handmade font, so that they can write their own, um, you know, um, signs or whatever. If they speak Romanian or whatever, and I didn't make a Romanian version of the film, now they can do and go and do that themselves. That's brilliant. And is that on your website, or did you choose people to do that? No, that's on my website. It's going oh, to be on my website. Cool. I'm, I'm, on Friday, when we release everything, it's going to be on my website. Excellent. Okay. Um, and then if you can tell us also um, about the distribution you did with TV channels, because it's the first, isn't it, this film for TV channels? Yes. Well, we have uh, partnered with six uh, public broadcasters in mm -hmm. Europe. And um, the main, our main partner is our Swedish um, public broadcaster, SVT. And then uh, we're also partnering with uh, DR from Denmark, NRK from Norway, VPRO from um, Holland, uh, and then Arte ZDF, which is the French-German channel. And then at last we have the BBC on. And um, when will they, they be showing your film? Is it, is it synced up with your release or will it be in the future? No, well, they will broadcast the film during uh, spring. Some will, some will broadcast it pretty pretty soon after the actual uh, Berlin Film Festival. Yes. Already in February. Mm -hmm. And some will wait a little longer until April around April or so, March, April. Okay. Through the spring. Something to look forward to on TV. Very, yeah. very nice. And it's also going to be slightly, some of the channels have done different versions as well. Oh, wow. But yeah. Be slightly different there as well. So I see that as a remix as well, which is yeah, kind of cool. That is cool. So um, do you think that you've learned a lot about distribution? That you must have learned tons about distribution and you must have a lot of ideas about, um, you know, teaching other people how to do this do you think that the mpaa do you think they could learn a lot from what you've done would you would you like to be able to share your information with them and what you've done yeah totally i want to share my information to uh to independent filmmakers uh, mm. documentarists documentarians and uh, you know hollywood lobbyists uh motion picture association lawyers i want everybody to um to uh, gain information about the stuff that I've learned because uh, I really think uh, they can learn a lot from the stuff that we're doing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we are focusing on um, on getting filmmakers as large cut as possible yes. and creating stronger, tying stronger bonds with their audiences. And I think that Hollywood still has a lot to learn there. I think they are still sort of, uh, I think they are still sort of clinging on to old ways of, um, yeah, there seems to be a, a, that great divide, doesn't there, between the internet and how that society works and the studios and going to the cinema. It still seems to be that kind of model. Um, I think it's horrible, really. Mm -hmm. It's like after four, the four years that I've been doing my film, there is still no way that I can stream a new film, you know. I mean, yeah. that's, the way, that's the way consumers want to consume their films, you know, and there is no way to do that. You yes. can't download films legally. You can't stream films legally, you know. It doesn't yeah. exist, you know, and that's the way everybody wants to consume it, you know. So I think it's, um, it's depressing and, and bizarre that they, uh, in all these years, haven't been able to come up with um, a service or a product that uh, gives the consumer what they're, what they're asking for, you know. And uh, instead they're trying to limit uh, the Internet and uh, surveil their own customers. Yes. which I think is, uh, is really scary and, and bad for society. Do you think that uh, there is a future for the Pirate Bay um, online in, in, this you know, in this climate? Well, you know, the Pirate Bay is, um, is the, I think, around the 70th biggest site in the world today. Mm -hmm. um, it's celebrating its 10th anniversary this year. 
And um, I think that this one of the one of the things that my film is about is this uh, sort of power shift where a couple of young, really young um, computer rebels um, are taken to court, convicted, giving astronomical fees, um, but still the sort of largest and wealthiest corporations in the world can't touch their little website. Yes. I think that's really interesting. So, um, yes, I think that the parapet will exist until something better um, comes and takes its place. That's that's what I believe. Do you think um, you, you could give us a couple of top tips for our, our independent filmmakers on what you've learned, or maybe a couple of... Yeah, start uh, start talking to your audience early on, you know, start... Yeah. Uh, Start maybe, uh, you know, try and do crowdfunding campaigns and try and build up like communities, try and find communities, already existing communities, you know, uh, try and tap into those and talk to them and, and uh, you know, try and do crowdfunding campaigns before, like way before you release the films, you build up that, you have that discussion with your audience before you uh, actually, you know, long before release, you know. I think that's a dynamic process, you know, and I don't think that you have to be some, I don't think that you have to show people your entire film, you know. I didn't show people my film, but I kept talking to the audience, but without really giving them, you know, what I was actually doing, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think you can still be this secretive filmmaker and still talk to your audience. <laughs> you know? I, I really think so, you know, and then I think that you should try and sell the film yourself uh, without all these middlemen in between. I'm using a company called VHX. Mm -hmm. There are other other companies out there called uh, everything from Distrify to um, to uh, well, there are other platforms out there that lets you um, cut away middle hands and uh, and basically sell your stuff directly to your audience. Yes, that's another great way to do it. And yes. uh, yeah, work hard and and fail often and fail fast. You know? <laughs> Don't I sleep. know that one. Yeah, don't sleep. <laughs> yeah, you know, those are one. those are the tricks. Yes. <laughs> well, look, it's been lovely speaking to you, and I really wish you all the best with this. I think it's Thank a you great so much, project. Kat. Yeah. Thank okay. You so much, Kat. We'll we'll um speak to you again hopefully. Thank you so. <laughs> Major motion picture studios lost an estimated 6.1 billion dollars to piracy. USA's regering hotade Sverige med handelssanktioner om inte fildelningssajter som The Pirate Bay de har ju byggt en affärsverksamhet man lever för bra som bygger på att man förmår andra att begå brott. Vi har ju begärt då en summa på 93 miljoner. Så fort det kom ett mejl från rättighetshavare, varför gick det till dig att svara på dessa? Jag uttrycker mig bra i skrift, till skillnad från Sätter Fredrik. Gottfried is the stupidest person in the entire history of IT. He needs to look himself in the ass and take his own life in his hand. Jag träffades ni första gången, IRL. Vi använder inte uttrycket IRL, vi använder AFK som betyder away from keyboard. Vi tycker att det är på riktigt på okay.
pelotón.